0: Supreme Court barbecue intro music. Hello. Yeah, we don't we have need, that
1: anymore.
2: Yeah, we need to you mentioned that they have an upgraded version of the text to music engine
1: and I keep meaning to go and check it out. Me uh, too. I played with it a little bit. I wasn't able to generate anything that was worth. I had an idea that like at some point I want to like throw a bunch of them in here and we could play through them and see, you know, which one we like or whatever, but I just never get around to doing it. Did mm. you do Supreme Court
2: barbecue again to see what it would bring up? I did not. I should have.
1: That's, that would be a good, like,
2: sciencing, like, what does it think Supreme mm. Court barbecue means in opposed to the other one? The mm. I don't think Ola I realized whatever it was.
1: that was actually your prompt. I thought that was
2: you naming it post hoc. No, no. That was what it spit out when I said Supreme Court barbecue.
1: Oh, that's interesting. That,
2: I was trying to think how could, like, I was trying to beam my thoughts in, you know, right, uh, Mind Flayer Tadpole style into this oh, AI. Oh, mercy. And, uh and say like i it's a legal podcast that isn't supposed to be that too serious right i'm picturing supreme court justices at a barbecue and that's what (laughs) i was i was trying to get it to say what do you think that means ai and that's what mm. it spit out and it's not really legal at all but you know
1: (laughs) that would change throughout history right in terms of like what the it's sort of like it has to look to what the composition of the court is like what there's like a joke now you could make where it maybe would be like wagner or something, uh, you know, some sort of yeah. The mm, different
2: personalities. No. I well, I mean, I can imagine. You mean here, like as in a here comes the destruction. I'm just is Wagner the Ride of Valkyries? Yes, uh yes. yes. I'm imagining. I immediately pictured Apoc- apocalypse now an attack helicopter coming and bombing everything. Right. Which, yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would uh, be that was what you were going game. for. Yeah. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Clarence Thomas in socks
1: and sandals and (laughs) hanging out with uh, Harlan Crow. And that music is playing.
2: How much did that cost, I wonder? Quite a bit. Those hot (laughs) dogs are very
1: expensive. Yeah. So in case people don't already realize, this is a squaring minds. It's episode 24 for September 7th, right? 2023. Sounds right. And the show is just three lawyer friends goofing around for our own enjoyment. Nothing we say here is legal advice because we are not qualified to give. Well, some of us are. But I'm not qualified to give legal advice. Yes. Uh, I'm one of the friends, though, that, that no, talks you, here. You listeners are not qualified to receive our legal advice.
2: That's we do have That's not gained the privilege of receiving our legal advice to you. Mm, so point. I don't remember the particulars
1: of my professional responsibility class, but that doesn't sound right. That's in awfully terms of heavy-handed. The, yeah. Jake's getting yeah. real heavy-handed there.
0: <laughs> we don't have an attorney-client relationship with any, <laughs> no. any of you four listeners. Uh, right. We, so, yeah. Yeah. We may yeah. have other kinds of relationships Though with it's you, but po- not it's an attorney-client relationship.
2: So, what well, maybe yeah. one or more of my clients listen. I, I oh. cannot. I don't know that. Only Andrew knows that, and he doesn't oh, know that's who true. my clients are. So, yeah, yeah
1: I, the, the information—it's all cabin. So we don't have. There's no overlap in information. So I don't know that. You don't know that. I don't know this. Mm. No, but we got a future clients course. out there. We have yeah. infosec. Right?
2: We have good infosec on this podcast. Yeah. Do we now?
1: I think so. I think so. Okay
2: yeah uh i'm uh i'm jake uh florida local government land use and construction attorney in central florida yeah by the way
0: you're you're my favorite florida central florida land use and government and construction attor- attorney did Thank you, you know you. that you're my oh favorite. by a
2: lot yeah, yeah i guess sure. i guess yeah. uh, uh, and andrew
0: andrew you're my favorite tax and technology lawyer from new jersey slash philadelphia Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're probably not my favorite overall tax and technology attorney, but... I like, would hope not. You're top yeah. three. Top
1: okay, three. that's cool. Yeah. That's good. I'm climbing up in the rankings. A couple of weeks ago, you, you implied that I was not even in the list, so... Did I? I don't remember I that. So. That doesn't
0: sound like something I would say. Uh, no. Anyway, hi, I'm Jason. I am a, an employment lawyer. I sue people's bad bosses. It's how I uh, spend my working days. Uh, I enjoy suing people's bad bosses. It feels like justice. It feels like doing good and right, uh, especially when the bosses are super super bad, like racist bosses uh, who, instead of uh, firing the racist coworkers who talk about, uh, you know, make racially motivated death threats uh, against fellow Ooh. coworkers, uh, instead of disciplining them, they say, "Oh, HR says I can't do anything about it." So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, especially so right. bad bosses. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> It's they're
2: protecting great. the vibes you know the it yeah. would be really bad vibes if i were to fire this this guy for the de- you know racist death a threats small so. thing like a death yeah. threat. Yeah. yeah i
1: mean what's next yeah. right you start firing yeah. people for death threats next thing it's it's violence in the in the office isn't allowed we don't want that yeah. i'll tell you what's next my,
0: is an I, actual, my office is an actual act of violence and that's not great we should not have that no so hey don't be bad bosses or i'm going to sue you or some of my friends in the employment bar will come sue you
2: I'm a millennial. I'm never going to be a boss of anybody else. Oh, sure you are. Yeah.
1: Well, you already broke the millennial thing. I mean, we're all homeowners. That's, that's something, true, right? We're not that's supposed true. to own houses. We're supposed to be like living in hovels or something. That's yeah. true.
2: I was, the la- we, I was the last one. We were the last yeah. ones.
1: <laughs> the very last millennial to ever buy a yeah. house. Yeah. We got yeah. in. We kicked the ladder out from underneath us. And that's it. We're in here and everybody else is in yep. apartments.
0: Thanks, boomers. Yep. Yeah. Gen X uh, are yeah. cool. But boomers. <laughs> yeah.
1: In that,
2: In my backyard... We can play football. Uh, it's very small. It's just big enough that I could throw a ball and it and be okay with it. Hey, That's my segue to the yeah. fact that it's football. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that was an
1: excellent segue. It was very <laughs> smooth. It didn't seem to come out of nowhere. It was yeah. just. It
2: was great. Yeah, I read the word football and I was like, okay, how can I do this?
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So Jacob, we've already talked about you having a strange and kind of pitiful allegiance for baseball teams. Uh, oh yeah. What is what is your allegiance for football team?
2: Well, I believe I've discussed this. I was a Raiders fan, mm, uh, okay. and then you know uh, they were part of the list of people that left Oakland uh, of teams yeah. that mm. left Oakland, and so I I tried to be a I tried to like adopt the team where I moved. So like I tried to be a Buck. I didn't try to be a Bucks fan because I hate the Bucks from way back in the Raiders. Good judgment. Oh, 2002 Super Bowl. Grudge, long-lasting grudges here.
0: Also, tried, Tom Brady.
2: Yes, exactly. Yes. Ugh. Um, though once he won the Super Bowl, I couldn't deny. I couldn't deny how you know he's undeniable. just like good. Um, At and then I tried to be a Jags fan, and you know, um, that's a th- hard. Life. It just doesn't take. It never. It never takes as much as the team you grew up with. Uh. So, yeah. but the good news, the good thing about the NFL. Is that like unlike basically every other sport, the NFL has a really good product if you don't care about the teams, and that is NFL Red Zone and playing fantasy football because you just get all the highlights constantly. Do you all know about NFL Red Zone or do you watch NFL Red Zone? Yeah, Andrew,
1: but I I mean I know of it, but I don't I don't know particulars.
2: So you know it's like one channel and they constantly switch between all the live games for whatever is the most exciting. Thing going on in the red zone means there's like right. a team in the red zone meaning just about to score a touchdown uh or maybe anyway um but yeah that watching red zone once you've ro- watched red zone i feel like it's impossible to watch football any other way
1: mm. at least dedicated oh, interesting. It's baseball so has hard. attempted has attempted this it doesn't it doesn't work quite as well mlb has a big inning which on the MLB like app, which does yeah. the same basic idea, or it'll have like four games at once and sort of switch yeah. around, it doesn't right. seem to comport really the same way that it... No. I'm not a big football fan, but from what I can tell from other football fans, it seems like that really... Like you said, like you, there's no sense in watching a game start to finish any other way. This is the, yeah. the better way to sort of take yeah. it all in at once. Surely yeah. the
0: difference there has to be baseball. You're going to have at-bats that are like somewhere usually between like 3 and 12 pitches. And yeah. if you're watching a football game, if you're in the red zone, chances are you're talking about four plays total, maybe eight, maybe more if there are penalties or you know things like that. but like that that tends to happen with a little bit more definitive action, whereas baseball absolutely you may you may have you know five pitches where a batter doesn't even swing a bat so yeah, right. I think it probably yeah. lends itself better to football, that sort of format
2: and also some like. A home, a solo homer in baseball is not as exciting as a like, you know, 80 yard touchdown pass because it's right. just like, uh, pop, it's gone. Okay. It's over cool. and done now. And yeah. that's, a, and that's a run. Uh, whereas, uh, up and then, you know, you'll have big innings where like one, two or more runs score where they look sure. up the bases and all that. But, um, if the, if it, football team gets in the red zone you're like okay the next like two or three minutes are very likely to be like
1: exciting you know
2: right will they won't they score kind of thing
1: yeah if there's Uh, a huge inning it's like 35 minutes right it's like a a (laughs) lot of singles and doubles and 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 stolen bases and whatever and so it's not something that you would just switch over to i also i think baseball by virtue of how many games are played people are more locked into their team and they're less interested in like oh juan soto is you know is at bat and he's on the cusp of you know some minor home run record. Whereas football it seems like a lot of people take in all the games. More people Hmm. take in most of the games in a season that are played than obviously you can in baseball. It's just not possible. Yeah. So
0: Andrew, I assume based on your geography that you are a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I wrong? Am I right? You're wrong. Okay. That's good.
2: That's good. New York Giants?
1: Yes. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Yankees, Giants, that I mean I feel like if you're a Mets fan, you would go Jets, jets right i mean i think those tend to kind of go together do, but do like I, i'm a philly transplant so i don't i disavow any any links to this region
2: i guess i just assumed national league nfc was the connection i that doesn't make any sense at all it's just a letter mm. or a name yeah. because yeah you know yankees al right uh giants nfc but Mets, i guess jets. Yeah. they rhyme That's the connection. Uh, Mets and Jays. That's what it is, yeah. They're right. But it's also the hipster teams, I guess, because... Yeah.
1: Like, underdog, you know, through the 80s and 90s, right? You think the Mets were the underdogs in the the 80s?
2: Yeah. Well,
1: Well, no. No, you're right. That's true. (laughs) That's true. No, okay. Not (laughs) in the 80s. Through the 90s. Yeah, there you go. The Mets are the underdog more often than they are the overdog or whatever, (laughs) whatever the alternative is. (laughs) I don't know. What's the alternative? Top dog? Yeah. Right? I mean, the Mets are sort of perpetually like you know a season here and there aside they're generally not the like dominant new york team yeah yeah and i would say the same for the jets i think right i I know less about football than i do about baseball
2: actually so i i was thinking about this because the giants have been recently not good definitely better than the jets but like i say not good they somehow kept winning they somehow won multiple super bowls even though they were never really good um eli manning just pulled it out the most like incredible winner, Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl right. MVP, considering their teams were never really that good. That's my perception of them. But the Jets have just been terrible for very long time. The Jets were Ever, briefly, as far as I remember they were good for, uh, they were good for like a hot second, like to go to the Super Bowl or not the Super Bowl, uh, the playoffs, like. What was it, the mid 2000s when Rex Ryan right. was our coach? And yep. then that was it.
0: <laughs> uh, um, y- yes, we can but hear But people you, hang on with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, every time I hear about or think about Rex Ryan, I can't help but think about that time that Tom Brady was playing against the Jets and just like really loudly, he must have been like directly mic'd up. He just screams out,
2: Rex Ryan,
0: like he's calling a play. And, uh, it just seemed like this amazing troll. I, that's the only thing that Tom Brady has ever done that I've liked.
2: I thought you were gonna go another place with where the only thing I think about when it comes to Rex Ryan, which people can Google if they want to. Mm. Um but yeah. Uh,
1: um but so the, the Jets <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, the Jets haven't had a winning season since twenty fifteen. So that's not great. Okay. No. That's that's a while. That's is that that's the year of the butt while. fumble?
2: That I think Maybe. butt fumble was two two I I think that was earlier than that because that was okay. Matt Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And Sanchez was I want to say like twenty eleven. Mm-hmm uh yeah that's my guess but the butt yeah. fumble was a, like they had to did, had, do you know the butt fumble
1: andrew i don't know the butt fumble no but oh, i can imagine what it up that's a video i need to watch oh i'm yeah. not gonna google that outright probably there was
0: like every year fine. matt sanchez uh, matt sanchez butt fumble you'll be all right that's a safe fam- search are you familiar like with set set the
2: up. not top 10 on espn where they play the uh, worst play yes
1: yes yes
2: so and there's like a fan vote for these I think it's every sun. It might be every Sunday. It might be like, uh, it might be less often than that. But they had to retire the butt fumble because it got number one for so long. They were like, we're put, <laughs> we're gonna have an all That's butt fumble. That's the stairway episode. to heaven
1: for right. Yes, for uh, right. bad, for, for, right. for right. embarrassing plays.
2: plays. Uh, they were like, we're gonna have an all butt fumble episode because y'all need to. We have to have other plays. Okay, we have to move on. But this <laughs> yeah. is not fun anymore because nothing's ever gonna surpass the butt fumble and how stupid it was. Yeah. So uh,
1: here's an interesting question. I don't know if baseball has an equivalent. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. So, like, I can imagine what this must be. I don't know if baseball has an equivalent. Maybe Jose Canseco. I was going to say, Jose Canseco
2: home run. Yeah. The home run off his head. (laughs) That's
1: pretty stupid. Um, Other uh, than that,
2: the Boston outfielder who, like, intercepted the cutoff. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No. There was, like, a
2: a guy trying to throw home and, like, another outfielder intercepted that throw. Yeah. Uh and, and it held was, on to it? <laughs> like, and tried to get it that get it down to home after, like, got up like a, <laughs> a second later, made a very athletic play to intercept it. Like, right. dove to intercept it, right. and then like <laughs> struggled to get up and throw it. Mm. Um, I wonder it's, a bad that, relay. it's not as good as Jose Consego for sure.
1: No, because there's also like there you could look it up on YouTube. There's quite a few of the like mistaken uh second out place right the outfielder catches yeah. the fly ball yes. thinks it's a third out and tosses it to some fan and then it's right. like oh yeah. and Oops. there's the yeah. like you know the looking around under the lights with your hands upturned towards the sky can't find it and it like lands behind you but i don't i, I think sort of the same way we're talking about red zone football is more uh, like yeah. a, a really bad play is more like enjoyable to see than in baseball and baseball it's just sort of
2: well as a mets goofy. fan i just re- like there's an obvious play that goes at the top 10 of baseball forever you know, you know, what I'm talking about for the Mets, uh, Mets fan,
1: but, yeah, who's Buckner? A
0: Mets fan? Oh is yeah, Buckner oh yeah, Billy Buckner, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course,
1: okay, okay, yeah, yeah, through yeah. the uh, through the legs, right? Yeah, through the legs, yeah, yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was thinking of, do um, you remember? But it's that's more really that tragic guy. than funny is the problem. Yeah, because the, the the thing that comes to mind for me for the Mets is was uh, Mike Piazza with the Mets when Roger Clemens drilled him in the head and his helmet exploded.
0: Oh, mm, I don't, I don't remember that. I think that, that might have been was, his Dodgers yeah. years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been baseball uh, uh, this week. on Sports. Uh, <laughs> Sports sorry, <laughs> football. Baseball, football. We started Sports with football corn. and I made it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to drag it into baseball. No. no? Shall we get to our actual uh, mini topic? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Now let's, at minute 16. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Introduce us to it.
1: So it seems uh, Elon Musk is threatening the Anti-Defamation League. Um, I've heard two different sort of... Uh, I think he's tweeted saying two different things. One is that it's they're the reason why all of his advertisers have fled. Mm-hmm. But the other I heard was that it's because the, uh, that has caused the value to drop on, on Twitter. Which to yeah. me is... I understand they're related, right? Obviously, the value of Twitter is tied to the advertising revenue and, and whatnot. But like, I see them as sort of two different things. Because the advertisers sure. leaving, that seems um, uh, not in the specifics here but in general that's at least a plausible complaint not a plausible lawsuit but a plausible complaint that you said something that caused all my advertisers to leave but mm-hmm. for the other one for the value to me it seems the obvious problem here is that there was one person in the world who was willing that the market was for twitter at 44 billion dollars was a market of one person you were that one person you bought it the market collapsed it was never worth that amount. And in fact, you know, it was never worth that amount because you were had to be court mandated yeah. to per- go through with it at that price. And now you're looking around and saying no one would ever buy this for $44 billion. It has lost value. It cannot be me. It, it both has to have been worth <laughs> it when yeah, I right. bought it. Right. And it cannot be my uh, um, it, under my shepherding here that has caused this value to drop. So who could it be? ADL sounds like a good scapegoat.
0: So let's take a second and describe. Uh, so the ADL is at the uh, Anti-Defamation League that is right. primarily geared towards preventing the basically fighting against anti-Semitism uh, in America, primarily, I think, uh, but really kind of probably throughout the world. Uh, at least its influence has grown to such a point in America that it is probably influential outside of the united states Uh, and so the adl is not just the anti-defamation league like we're against all kinds of defamation it's specifically against anti-semitism and like uh, defamation particularly relating to jewish people right Uh, and uh, somehow elon musk has gotten it into his mind that uh, the anti-defamation league is responsible for the devaluation of twitter and advertiser ceasing how did it come to pass that Elon Musk got that into his mind? The ADL has made some comments recently about Twitter. Uh, and kind of the specific details of the comments aren't uh, aren't exactly important at the moment, but basically, they're pointing out. Hey, you know what? In the past few months, uh, Twitter has gotten to be a pretty bad place for anti-Semitism, and here are some examples of right. uh, like people's usernames that are permitted that are like very <laughs> clearly anti-Semitic and like basically hateful uh, and right. advocating for the uh, for killing Jews and like so in the username pretty, like this isn't a it, tweet it,
1: this is the it, person's it, username. Right. And so like if yeah. your
0: username is going to be that, you can imagine some of the content that comes out there on that. Right. And so, you know, you look at this situation and you hear Elon Musk complaining that the Anti-Defamation League is responsible for the devaluation of Twitter. Hmm. I, Elon, do you think it's possible that something else is at play here in the devaluation of Twitter is because you're allowing uh, Nazis and uh, racists and Confederate flag waivers to propagate on your platform? Propagate? Is that right? I think it's uh, there's a huge overabundance of uh, th- one is an overabundance. <laughs> right. There's a huge, there's not the normal good amount. There's, there's just <laughs> right. way too many, right? Right. We- right. <laughs> Let's be clear. This is irony. Right. The appropriate yeah. amount of anti-Semites and racists is zero. Is zero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a- a- anyhow, Elon, <laughs> there may be something else at play here. It's probably not the fault of the ADL. So
2: this is all because of recent stuff. The ADL did because that's kind of, that, to, that undermines the whole thing. So I, I haven't been paying attention to this. I did see that he said his damages against the ADL would be like 50% of Twitter's value because right. they've lost 50% of their, av- their advertiser revenue. But right. the whole thing is they lost, that, they lost that back when he took over. Like when he first took over and he started making these, these decisions, these content moderation decisions, right. they immediately left. And so the whole idea that ADL is somehow the the cause of it because of what they said recently, yeah, it's so kind of ridiculous. There
0: was um, a comment. There was a comment maybe like two or three days ago uh, where uh, let's see. I don't know. I think the ADL like an ADL spokesperson, uh, ADL CEO uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, uh, he issued a statement. Uh, and this is a quote it is profoundly disturbing that elon musk spent the weekend engaging with a highly toxic anti-semitic campaign on his platform the quote goes on from there but i'll stop at that so like elon was engaging and like elon engaging with a a a tweet a zeet an, an x whatever they're called uh has the huge effect of boosting it right elon puts uh puts a comment on it or likes something and it is uh immediately amplified out to zillions of people. Uh, And uh, so he engaged with some pretty nasty anti-Semitic stuff over the weekend or maybe late last week. Uh, And that's kind of what spurred on the comments from the ADL folks.
1: This seems Mm -hmm. to be part of like a larger sort of... I'm trying to think of how to classify this, but like I'd say like libertarian tech bro kind of thing that is... The problem isn't the problem; it's that someone calls you out about the problem. Like that is the real issue. The problem isn't that we have yeah. Nazis on our, our our social media platform. It's that the ADL pointed it out, and then advertisers were, like I would say, you know, rightly felt they wanted to pull themselves from Twitter. He would say, I assume uh, they're like pressured into it. Uh, the you know these these advertisers don't really care; they're just doing it to avoid being associated with a uh, something that's now been labeled uh, anti-Semitic. And yeah. it, this seems to be like part of a broader problem of just sort of like, it's not the problem of what's on the service. It's the problem that you're pointing it out. If you would just shut up about it, then you know, we, this could fly under the radar. You wouldn't draw attention to it. And I would still have my advertisers, but you had to point it out. And here we are.
2: I think it's a really broad. Like it's not just tech bros. It's just a, it's just as the wrong word, but it's an extension of the current it's, we see it a lot more. I don't know whether it's a real trend, but where people are gravitating towards the people that are calling me out are the problem, which right. you know is like, and you know, cancel culture is
1: yeah, uh, yeah exactly. is,
2: is a buzzword for you know this is part of what people are using ca- cancel culture as an attack for, which is right. a lot of bad people are saying oh this is cancel culture, you right? Know, they, they caught me sexually, yeah. They <laughs> right, se- right. they caught me sexually harassing my. My secretary, therefore, right. uh, this is cancel culture. I can't believe they cancel me. Uh, <laughs> for the, a little thing. Like I that. got arrested for, for embezzling money. Can't, this is cancel culture.
1: Right. Uh, it's all know.
2: the Scooby-Doo thing of they pull the
1: mask yeah. off. And it's I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't a few meddling kids. Right? It's yeah. all just that, basically. And, it, and, and so, it feels like
2: an extension of not just like, not culture, but like the narcissistic personality, which is everything is about me. I'm only right. I can only perceive myself. I'm speaking into existence a, a reality in which I am a victim. Uh, and in this case, Elon chose one organization that just happens to be primarily Jewish of the dozens, hundreds are, that are constantly calling out Twitter's culture and like right. moderation problems just happens to pick the Jews. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, no, I was going to say, no. all that happens. All things go to Jews. Yeah. Ultimately, the, the all conspiracies. Immediate.
1: Yeah, the first the first scapegoat is immediately it, it, it every individual seems to maybe genuinely believe every individual in Musk's uh, shoes seems to maybe genuinely believe that they are just randomly choosing not randomly choosing, but I'm choosing the one that's in front of me right now. But it is interesting how it always seems to go in one direction, even in a situation like <laughs> yeah. this, where, as you said, he lost most of his advertisers when he first took over. I don't know that I, I, I don't know. Maybe they've been calling out Twitter as a problem for a long time. But it seems like he's pointing to recent comments about how since he acquired it in October of 2022, uh, 2020, uh, yeah, 2022, um, and reinstated extremist users, and there's been more anti semitic content on there, it's gotten worse. And so I don't know that they've been saying it the whole time. So unless he's now only acknowledging that the value has decreased, like, is he saying that he lost 60% of the advertisers, like in the last two weeks, yeah, 50% of the value? Or no. since the comments, if were if it made- wasn't
2: for them saying that, they would have come back at this point. That's what right. That's the that's they're piling the on. Claim.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it uh, trying to apply logic to it doesn't make any sense. He whatever right. he needs to do to feel like he's the victim and that he's you know fighting the righteous fight, which just happens to ha- be on his own behalf, in which he has done nothing wrong and nothing. He's of course. Done. Nothing sure. of that happened bad to Twitter is his fault or for mismanagement or anything like that. Um,
1: is and the other thing he's sad. Sorry. Yeah. The yeah. other thing he's typifying also is he, he went out of his way to make a comment saying he's, uh, you know, he's for free speech, but he is explicitly against anything anti-Semitic whatsoever. Like he said that flat okay. out. Right. But. Not uh apologies for you know accidentally accidentally you know reinstating these uh you know Third Reich uh, members or whatever. nothing like that, and it's it's part of this thing we're in now where you don't have to do anything to show you're anti-Semitic, or, or you're not yes, that you're against anti-Semitism, right? You can merely say, I am against anti-Semitism, and I can still proceed with reinstating users and allowing users to have whatever usernames I want. I just have to sort of performatively say this thing. And then that's enough. I've like sort of discharged my duty as a good member of society. And that seems to be part of a broader trend too, because like the, the follow-up question to his quotes, his comment saying, you know, he's, he's against antisemitism, you know, he's for free speech, but, but against that, right. Is okay. Well then why are these users on your service? Why do you allow them? Mm. Have they been banned already? But that yeah. never seems to happen. I never mm. seem to see that question and see the person actually have to answer that.
2: Yeah. I I don't think Elon is in the mood to answer questions anytime in the next few years and like to openly answer questions from people that aren't being nice to him. Um, yeah. have you, did you guys see on blue sky that there was like a, there was a huge content moderation, like, uh, Mm, meltdown on blue sky. This is old news. This was like a month and a half ago, but there, there was somebody who had a username that included the N word and, It, and it was there and people started pointing it out. And then the moderation team of Blue Sky didn't say anything for like six hours. Hmm. And it just stayed there. And I think it stayed there for multiple days, if I remember correctly. And people were just like, what's going on? Is this is this the cause on Blue Sky, there's still only one Blue Sky instance, even though it's right. theoretically gonna be federated at some point. So you right. have to depend on the Blue Sky team to moderate, just like with Twitter. And They just didn't, didn't do it. So have you ever gone
1: under the moderation tab in blue sky and seen the, like, um, you know, the flags, you can like hide certain things. No. So there's these, like, I don't have it in front of me, but there's these moderation panes where basically you can, you can, uh, you know, show, uh, like obscure or entirely hide different things. Right. So like not safe for work, uh, imagery, you can, uh, you know, hide behind a, a blurred out screen or whatever, or you can completely hide, um, violent material of any sort. One of the pains that at least in the early days, maybe it's still there that had that option is like hate speech and 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 like uh, threats of violence. Do you want to show it? Do you want to uh, obscure it or do you want to hide it entirely? And people were rightly pointing out, hey, if you can spot that to uh, be adjusted by my content preferences, why don't you just go ahead and not have that on the service at all? Like if you already know like yeah. oh there you go, there's another bomb threat. That why is that like being subjected to content filtering at the user level? Like I, I don't like to see when people you know uh, dox people, so just right. hide that from me. <laughs> I don't want to see it. If you can see, if you if you being Blue Sky can can discern that sort of content, why is it even on the service? Yeah, just shut it down. Just turn but, to make right, it unavailable entirely.
0: Yeah,
2: I I can I know the philosophical argument for let people choose whether or not they want to see that, but I feel so. But the thing is, you are always. Call, call it you know thinking about rush you're always making a choice of right. how what degree you're allowing on your own platform right. uh you can't not decide because obviously there's some stuff that's literally illegal like right. tri- child sexual material literally illegal bomb threats literally illegal
1: right. um
2: that kind of thing uh and you have to take that down and so Where is it? Are you literally only taking down things that's things that are literally illegal? I doubt it, because there's a lot of god awful things that are not literally illegal in America, at
1: least. Well, there's um, a question too: Are you waiting to be constitutionally protected in America? Right? Are you waiting to be informed that it's illegal, or are you making that judgment? There's yeah. another question too, right? Are you? Uh, th- there are some things that I understand. There are databases that can be checked against, like child material, right? That you can yeah. know that this is this falls under that category and just ban it. But in terms of what constitutes a threat, you're making a decision, right? Unless someone there's obviously very explicit threats, but then there's you know most real world threats, which are a little bit more carefully yeah. worded and not just outright saying you know whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. you're making those judgment calls. So you're already deciding to, to moderate, even if you are just technically just uh, in your own mind complying with taking down what is illegal, you are making moderation decisions yourself. So why not just take the step a little bit further and, you know, not have a Nazi bar basically. So
0: I want to take one second here and notice, Uh, take note, Uh, I did not keep a tally of this because it was already too late by the time I noticed it. But I think Jake probably said literally about 17 times in the last four minutes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. uh, no, What did I say, 17 Uh, times? No, no, no. Jake said literally 17 times. Oh, I thought you were going to say I
1: said Nazi or something. Oh, no. I
0: mean, we said Nazi a bunch, but we're talking about Nazis a little bit. Uh, and uh, so, one of the funniest things about this whole thing, and to like bring it back to a legal aspect of it here, uh, Elon Musk is now threatening a defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League. He's reveling in the irony of suing the Anti-Defamation League for defamation. Uh, one of the very most important things that I'm sure his legal advisors will cower in fear while they meekly tell him, uh, "Hey, Elon, uh, truth is an absolute defense to defamation. If it is true." Uh, right. that, that, for example, uh, you spent the weekend engaging with a highly toxic, toxic, anti-Semitic campaign on your platform. Uh, that if that's true, then guess what? You don't have any good grounds for a defamation lawsuit and you're going to get, well, you can't get rule 11 out of there, but a rule 12 down of there.
2: Maybe again. slap. Uh, yeah, maybe. The, if they, if he's he in California.
0: Yeah. But maybe, you know, you end up with a pretty swift summary judgment against you uh, because they're going to be able to show, hey, here are the tweets, the Zs, the Xs that you did that were you engaging with this anti-Semitic campaign. Hey, you know how we know it's anti-Semitic because the username literally says something. Right. Yeah. Just overtly anti-Semitic.
1: And I imagine the the anti-Semitic, whether or not it is anti-Semitic would be pretty broad like i don't think it has to be that broad when you have a username like that but like i imagine it could be pretty broad it it, w- it would not be like a very narrowly tailored definition right
0: right i shouldn't think so
2: have y'all played that uh content moderation game that um the tector writer made do you know who i'm talking about there's a there's a guy that writes protector and did a created like a content moderation game where you try to moderate correctly basically and it's like impossible Right. Um, and one of the things that going to your point, Andrew, about the whole bomb threat thing and how you don't know whether things are illegal. I played it. And one of the messages it asked you to moderate was somebody saying like, I'm going to stab you in the neck, you idiot. And, uh, I said, yes, yes. Remove that. That's a threat. Right. Uh, or it was violent or whatever.
1: And then it's, it was a movie quote or something, right? Yeah. It
2: was a movie quote. But and it was, was like, yeah. yes, it was a movie quote. And it's, and I got like, you know, it like booed me. <laughs>
1: right. Um, and now the mob is after you and you're in big yeah. trouble. And it's mm.
2: the game isn't like a trick, you know, it's not like trying to trick you. You have the ability to look more into a message uh, in order to find out things like that. But that takes time and it's a time pressure situation. So like right. you only you have to get through this many reports in a day and to look more into into the message. You that takes time, and then that, right. you're going to fall behind on how many messages you have to moderate per right. day. And so, anyway, the whole uh, notion is good showing
0: motion. that it's it's an actually it's a difficult thing to actually carry out content yeah. moderation and do it well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mike Masnick you, was the was the writer. Yeah, but, but it's not. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not hard.
0: But it's not hard to content moderate uh, anti-Semitic usernames. Like we can decide yeah. that you know what, like if uh, I, usernames I, you know, are I, easy. I, I don't. Even, I don't even. I don't even want to utter some of the uh, potentially offensive user or actually offensive usernames here. But like, it's easy to tell if you are advocating for harm to a group of people. uh And yeah. like, yep, that's. We can go ahead and get rid of that. Unless it's you know, fictional people. Like when you were Narnians. growing up, everybody's
1: mother said like, uh, you know, bad people don't wear signs. In this case, they are literally wearing a <laughs> yeah. sign. It's it's pretty. Yeah. They have a <laughs> sign around their neck. They're saying, "I'm an anti-anti-Semite." Pretty easy. Yeah. Um, the So two things. One, did you guys hear about the uh, Burning Man tweet? Somebody tweeted out. Uh, so Burning Man had that whole issue of, you know, rainstorms Flooding. and everybody got flooded and they were hip yeah. deep in mud. And somebody on a, apparently said on a podcast, I have a great idea. I'm going to hop on Twitter and I'm going to say I'm at Burning Man and I just tested positive for Ebola. <laughs> and oh, no. he did that and it went nuts. And like, you know, news, newspapers started reporting. There's an Ebola outbreak. And, and apparently it was up on Twitter for a considerable amount of time before it was moderated, as you'd expect. So that was one point. Two, uh, this was the Blue Sky content filtering. So they have hide, warn, or show for three different types of things. Um, One is impersonation. If accounts falsely claim to be people or organizations, you can hide, warn, or show right? So hide it completely, warn, you know, let me know, don't show it to me without me clicking okay, or just show all the time. Spam, that's excessive unwanted interactions. The fact that it says unwanted in there would suggest that (laughs) you could just go ahead and delete all these, right? Yeah. But okay, fine, you know, not going to quibble with a word. Um, The other one is hate group iconography, images of terror groups, articles covering events, etc. First of all, I don't think you should throw together under the same umbrella, images of terror groups, and articles covering events. I think those are two yeah. very different things, but they're all lumped together and you can either hide, warn, or show that there is no, it's just hiding it. There is a, So that you can't even just like not be certain it's not gonna be on your feed whatsoever. And yeah, I mean, it's it's the same problem there, right? Where like, I understand that content moderation is difficult, but you don't have to make it harder by like yeah. trying to toy around, trying to get down in the mud and play with these people. You know what I mean? Well,
2: that I can imagine that hype group iconography and images of terror groups and news article stuff, I could I can see where that goes because I know that with YouTube they've had a lot of problems with people having videos talking about you know covering hate right. groups, covering terrorism, and how right. it's hard, how to distinguish when you're covering it and when you're supporting it, yeah, um, right. as news. And so I mean, they, if you can automate that I, they can automate that hey this is a this is a picture of a hate group this is a, it this is language from a hate group they can automate that they can't automate the context and so right. that's the hard part so if you just want to be like i don't want any bummers in my feed then <laughs> right. that's then i that's a lot easier and that's yeah. that's where that's why you go to threads that's why
0: That's exactly right. That's what i was going to say. You got to if you don't want any bummers you go to threads. <sighs> yeah. There's still bummers on threads. Just considerably fewer you just
2: have to intentionally engage with the bummers on threads for
0: it to show you bummers yeah
2: yeah you have to tell threads i want to be
1: bummed yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make, make me feel bad today yeah
0: speaking yeah. of bummed uh a lot of those uh hate group things seem to be happening kind of right in your neck of the woods lately jake oh Orla- orlando's had a whole mess of nazis swarming around the city <laughs> oh, well, man. Then,
2: al- one of them was in altamont which i am very very close to altamont i am like. zoics I could probably throw my. I go to Cranes Roost where they where they hung out, uh, where they were doing their march. That um, all sounds
1: like Nazi high command palaces in Germany. Cranes you, Roost, right? Cranes Roost, Eagles yeah, Nest, and, roost. and the the yeah, it's a swamp. Right?
2: <laughs> cranes Roost is a swamp. Is a swamp okay. mall. <laughs> um, so
1: oh. uh, so these Nazis hang out at a mall? Is that what well, you're saying? it's
2: like it's a nice area. Like I like Cranes okay. Roost. Uh, like, it's a place where people have festivals, but like 90% oh, okay. of the time, it's a, you know, it's just a place to go sit on a lake, you know? Okay, um, gotcha. I, I call it a swamp mall because everything is a swamp here. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. but like, yeah, I mean, but Florida is, Florida is madness. And yes. like, look, Full stop. I live here. I like it here. It's. There's it's madness, man. Uh, if you're the political crazy side on all sides, certainly more like more active on the conservative side these days, but like the political crazy side is here, man. That this is this is political crazy central.
0: Florida's
1: the new Montana, yeah. It doesn't seem like they're gonna make America Florida, though. I mean, that campaign seems sort of of fizzled out. No, it doesn't look likely. No, I
2: don't think the rest of you can't you can't force that old god upon the unwilling souls of the rest of America. Let Florida yeah. be Florida, uh, yeah. and everybody else be
1: everybody else. We've had a, a couple of the January six bozos have been uh, from Philly. It's like uh, local news every couple? time they get. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's you know tons of them, but like a couple of the you know, or maybe one of the Proud Boys was a Philly. Was from um, Philly? I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I'm sure you know most of them have some ties to that godforsaken city. But anyway, <laughs> Philadelphia, um, you want to move on to Yeah, Philadelphia. are our uh, cars spying on us? Yeah, yeah, not my car.
2: I got no this is the benefit of being a 2014 Toyota Camry owner is I got the last generation before they started st- keeping track of where you are and selling it to uh, selling it to the highest bidder. And do you want me to cover what the the sure. actual thing that prompted this? Kick it sure, off Jake. The- that the Mozilla Foundation. Yeah. Uh, which both which is responsible for the Firefox web browser, but actually does good stuff about the internet. Uh, sure. Made a report on the worst industries for data privacy, and uh, the worst the worst products by far when it came to data privacy were cars, modern cars, because they take they capture all your data, they capture data on your passengers, and they sell that data. You have no rights to stop them for most cases you have no rights to stop them you have no rights to delete your data you have no rights to manage it by getting in the car you have consented to them capturing your data and selling it uh that's the perspective of most of these car companies and they are doing it 80, 80 over 80% of car companies are selling your data to uh that's crazy. anybody uh and that sucks <laughs> that makes me not want to buy a new car my initial uh,
1: thought was, I, I how are, I mean, how, right, was my uh, initial sort of thought about this. Yeah. But then I realized every modern car, I mean, the two cars I have that are uh, 2022 and I guess 2023, they have an app to go with them. So yeah. that's rolled into it, right? They're, and iOS is, mm-hmm. you know, pretty good about privacy, but I imagine not perfect. And Android is probably worse, I think, on privacy matters, right? So they they like cars have become a lot more of our, uh, they Marvel they have computer. their tendrils. Yeah, they're they're their computer yeah. there and they're tied like yeah. They are their own computer, but they're also tied into your computer. Is my point? Yeah, guess, right. Because right? your phone is your computer, and now your your phone has ties to your car, and so if yeah. they have access to your sure. phone, they have access to everything.
2: Yeah, and because they're a computer, they can track your GPS, and they're tracking your GPS, and right. they are can store it and they can send it to their per- their own servers very cheaply. I don't do dear do dear cars have their own cell chip in them or whatever their own gps in them or do they rely on your phone
0: i imagine andrew both of yours do yeah yeah okay we have a we have a have a 2022 tesla model y that definitely is spying on me a lot except for once i once i knew we were talking about this tonight i went through there's a like a data sharing thing in there and for whatever it's worth. And I don't know that it's worth very much. It assures me that they never sell my data. Mm. Uh,
1: But they're uh, second to best on the list. Like, I I hate to defend Tesla, but only BMW is better.
0: (laughs) No, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But also like reading through this article and kind of seeing the news coverage about it caused me to go back into that data sharing thing and turn literally everything off. Because I had turned off like the things that let you where they want to be able to see your cabin camera for like, I don't know, whatever. Because like, you know, sometimes things happen in my car that I don't want them to see. Uh, and, uh, uh, then, but I still had on like, uh, leave on your, uh, road cameras for routing so that we can learn more and like improve our mapping system or improve our autopilot system, the steering and the, and the, uh, uh cruise control system. And right. I had all that stuff on And you know what? Now that I know that, uh, they're creeping on us pretty fiercely then, and uh, it's, it's reassuring that Tesla is on the better side of it but still like you know what if if car companies are going to creep then i am not going to give them an inch an inch that i voluntarily can withhold from them
1: right yeah just to to quickly give the, so we gave the better side it is uh bmw tesla and uh cadillac the worst are nissan buick and kia that apparently the- just suck up all the data
0: the totally alarming thing and this is from a tech dirt article uh, from today uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of summarizing the article uh, there's a quote in this tech dirt article nissan earned its second to last spot for collecting some of the creepiest categories of data we've ever seen uh, you should know it includes your sexual activity uh, I, I,
2: how how yeah, how, how? how yeah do they when you download their app does it ask for health data and also uh, maybe
1: maybe
2: gps but what,
1: <laughs> but what would that have i mean for most people what would that have your health data like what does it know yeah
0: i mean is it trying to like use car sensors to detect certain like rocking cadences in the vehicle <laughs> or like are there cabin cameras that they're monitoring and passing data through like that seems like the most obvious one uh and so, I have, so I guess- we have
1: a nissan leaf which i would imagine would be the most this car that they have in their lineup, <laughs> I would think. I mean, it's, it seems it's not a way. very expensive car, but like it's an electric car, and usually they you know, throw all the crap in there. Yeah. It has exterior cameras, but to my knowledge, it doesn't have any interior. Ca- I don't that's really right, know why it To my knowledge, yeah.
2: Well, that's the exterior. This, cameras but that would be just for be this.
1: Enough. Oh, yeah, for the rocking. Yeah. If that suddenly well, is I mean, <laughs> rocking, you could tell if I, they could find the horizon, and then if it's, if it's pitching <laughs> back and forth. I assume There's some engineer at Nissan that had to like spend just like a year coming up with that algorithm.
2: I, I assume that this is like, are you? They try to figure out if you're single or you're married, so that they can sell you. They can add that yeah. information. Um, I would guess, yeah, to their selling points on their on why their information is so valuable. Mm. But I mean, it's uh, I've <laughs> so I've written about this list, in the context yeah.
1: of tax stuff. Basically, to, to my my thinking on all of this is that like, not to go all Karl Marx, but like. This is capitalism eating itself, right? We're in an era now where every every company that has some widget it makes has to gather data about its c- customers just to sort of have the widget work properly and then has to sell that data in order to remain competitive with other companies that are also selling comp- you know comp- comparable otherwise c- other- comparable widgets that will be able to undercut them if they don't subsidize their 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 widget with the data profits right does that make sense like they have to subsidize their their lower cost product by selling the data as long as every other entity that is making those widgets cars whatever it may be is doing that right and until and unless we start to value privacy such that people will go no I will happily pay for you know I'll buy a Tesla because I know they don't share any of my information right yeah until there's some value there that can sort of you know rejigger everything that's just going to continue forever yeah yeah so we're
0: seeing also, we're seeing some of the tide turn on that as far as cell phones yeah. are concerned because people like i think uh, pretty ILS, rightly yeah, uh, yeah start, i mean apple is doing big marketing campaigns based on privacy being like a key right. facet of that health
1: data and all that yeah
0: and those are some of the most important devices in our lives. Uh, that the, Certainly, they're the ones that we probably touch the most. Uh, and uh, so the tide is kind of turning there. And I think another spot where this is really picking up is with televisions. I don't know if uh, you all listen yeah. to the Accidental Tech Podcast, ATP, but they did uh, a longer discussion about TVs monitoring you and like there's just kind of generally accepted advice in uh in tech nerd circles is if your television wants to connect to the to your wi-fi network or to your hardwired network just don't let it because they can't communicate stuff about you if you don't let them access the communication method of getting out of the house, unless they're going to start putting like you know five G, L- LTE modems in these TVs, which so they that will they can communicate like just, out that. just
2: use the use the like Google TV or whatever your like dongle yeah. instead of using yeah. the TV. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. have your smart TV be stupid. Yeah, and just, just yeah. you know stick to the dongle or whatever. Which I mean, but again, like is, you feel better with Google. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there, the, sometimes there are technical limitations to what Google can do, even if it wanted to, right? Like the TV is the whole thing, right? It can, yeah. it can, there's they always can throw the microphones in there all they want. <laughs> they right, yeah.
2: 13 microphones and you'll never see them.
1: Right, exactly, and and TVs are like the market is sort of disparate, dispersed enough that like there's not there's not like an I fix it for every TV where somebody's breaking it down and going like holy crow the new the new uh, yeah. Vizio TV has a microphone in it or something. Whereas right. that would come out pretty quickly if Apple TV had like a secondary chip in there yeah. that was just for sending data off to some other you know to some other server or whatever. But to your point, Jason, like I think devices will ship. I think the value of user data will only go up. And I think that eventually that will be able to subsidize throwing a 5G chip into there. I mean, cars do it now by uh, piggybacking off of the satellite radio, right? That's how, you know, you don't need to use a cell uh, modem in order to like unlock the Ford Bronco. That's what we have. Um, It doesn't have a cell modem in there. I don't have a cell connection to it, but I can unlock it from an app because it goes through Sirius satellite radio. And I don't have a subscription to Sirius satellite radio either, but it's in the car and it's an option. I could turn it on. And apparently it's slightly on so that the doors can unlock and the windows can open when i hit the app you know it takes 30 seconds but it works well yeah. Go,
2: going to your point about the you know people need to actually value this the problem is like you can't you can't even know well right. how whether or not and how much they're taking your information without doing like an insane amount of research like the mozilla took 600 hours they said to find yeah, out yeah. this information on the car privacy in order mm-hmm. to find out what your um What your TV is collecting on you, you'd have to buy it and then read the user license stuff and then read through the legalese to understand what it's saying. And then it's going to say something very broad that says they do get to do whatever they want with the information they collect. It's not going to give you a very clear picture at all. Consumers do not have a picture of what they're signing up for whenever they no. buy a consumer electronic product when it comes to data privacy. And that's that, to me, says legislative solution. Uh, yeah. B- yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. With travel uh, damages. We'll see and, about that. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the, the 600 hours with uh, Mozilla, the Mozilla Foundation, that was just an analysis of the privacy policies for these car companies. So this is all predicated on the idea that Everybody's playing fair, and they are disclosing yeah. what data they're ga- they're aggregating or gathering, right? Which, um, in the car in car in the car industry, might be more likely because you know relatively there's fewer companies, and like you know nobody wants to be the next Volkswagen with the lying on the biodiesel stuff, right? But like in televisions. Why yeah. would they bother putting it in the privacy policy? If you're gonna do something that's, you know, sniffing data or something, don't put it in there. That that's crazy. Make people have to tear it apart and, you know, find that one chip that doesn't seem to be for anything else other than for monitoring what's output to the television, and then we'll deal with the problem.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and we're gonna see because so many televisions, very few of them are domestically manufactured. In fact, I don't yeah. know that there's a single television that is domestically manufactured. And so there's a lot of opportunity for uh, you guys. Remember, maybe it was six or seven or eight years ago, the whole uh, dust up over Huawei uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, like the uh, interception of data that they were doing to the point where I think did did their cell phones get banned in the United States because of this? All Uh, of their all of their network
2: all their network hardware at all is banned, and they used to have five G towers. They used they were installing five G towers in America, and now I believe it's all banned.
1: And oh, so they're still banned? I, I thought it was like a temporary thing. No, I think I, it's still too. I think it's
2: gone. Oh. And they oh, sued wow. and lost, or yeah. they sued and dismissed one of those. Cause I know they sued and they, then that didn't help them.
0: Yeah. And so like, I think that's probably more discoverable because we're talking about cell phones and like networking equipment. Right. In a situation like this where it's a TV, like who bothers to look at the. Web traffic that's coming over their TV because, like, you expect web traffic to go over your TV if you're using it to watch Hulu and Netflix right. and Disney Plus. Uh, and so, like, are you really splitting hairs to say, like, oh, this web traffic is going to this domain? What's that domain? Like, yeah, I bet some enterprising infosec nerds are doing that, uh, and that's probably how you end up with you know reports like this and right. and discovering problems like yeah. this. But. Uh, jake you're absolutely right like this is a situation that is ripe for uh legislative intervention i think that this is like hey ftc uh get a load of what's happening over here uh because this is this is ready for some regulation uh because users don't have a good idea of what they're giving away uh and you know this is like it's one thing to like get my Kindle for $30 cheaper so that Amazon can put ads on my, uh, on my screen when it's locked and like they watch my Kindle purchasing history to know like, Oh, Jason likes science fiction books. Uh, so we're going to put science fiction ads on there. Uh, it's a totally different thing when you get your TV creeping on, like, let's just, let's assume it's relatively benign. And the TV company is just watching what I watch on the TV and not watching what happens in my house. Like, I don't necessarily know that I want you know TCL knowing that I watched How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Like, that's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, I, I,
0: <laughs> it is. He, yeah, it's not that embarrassing. It's a fine it, show. It, like it, it's pretty embarrassing. It's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Pretty, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but like, I I don't know if I want them to know that. But like, my my watching habits are relatively benign. Like. What about somebody with some more, you know, uh, shameful watching habits that they might not want exploited or to be subjected to blackmail for? Like, do they <laughs> do people understand that they're giving
1: that stuff away by having a
0: whatever brand TV? I don't know. Yeah,
1: and the blackmail thing is the other point too. All this data is. Who knows where it's stored? So, like, even if you think, well, these companies are not going to be interested in blackmailing you, like, why do they care what you, you know? I don't know what you're watching on your TV, but how I Met Your Father, right? That's deeply embarrassing. You wouldn't want that to get out <laughs> to people you know and your family, your loved ones. You don't want to look, definitely see the not look on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> don't want to see the look on their faces when they find you don't can't face your children and tell them you've seen, you know, How I Met Your Father. But you know, you have assume that the television company wouldn't be interested in blackmailing you. But how good is their uh, security? Are their security protocols for? keeping this data anonymized. And we've talked before about like the rootkits that came in like uh DRM uh, software in the early aughts where uh, people uh, it's, I don't remember what it was, maybe it was world of Warcraft or something or no, it was all Sony audio CDs. If you put them yeah. into oh, Windows yeah, the PCs oh, and yeah. installed Classic. the root kit and then that was it. Yeah. Everybody, whoever wanted access to your computer had access. That kind of thing can absolutely happen again. These people who are, yeah. these companies that are aggregating this data are not interested in protecting the data. They're just looking to package it up and sell it. And so, it's it's a it's not only an issue of of the your television manufacturer has information about you. It's everyone potentially has information about you.
0: Yeah, forget about and, uh, them like maliciously getting it in an attack. I'm pretty sure that the television companies would just sell it to them,
1: right? Yeah. Probably pretty cheaply. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of this sort of data, X is the next company. We can just do this quickly, and then we'll get on to our recommendations and stuff. They're looking to collect biometric data. X is Twitter, of course. Uh, biometric data. <laughs> On route to their becoming the everything app, they want to uh, get data from your face, your eyes, and fingerprints. When I heard this, I thought that I'm assuming it's for like the banking purposes and crypto purposes to be able to sort of like face ID on your phone for sending money or whatever. It's like a secondary uh, security method beyond just the password, right? Because like if you have Twitter or X installed on your phone, when you hit it, the icon on your phone, you're in the app, right? But you wouldn't want anyone who had access to your phone to have access to, say, the banking features of X when that comes along or the crypto purchasing features simply because your phone was left unlocked. You'd want some secondary lock. So I'm guessing that's what this this is for. But nonetheless, it was mm-hmm. kind of scary that they uh, up, just sort of quietly updated their privacy policy to say they're going to be collecting information about your eyes. They're going to have
2: a, a fun time with the FTC and the EU where they're already facing problems for not managing user data like they were supposed to. Right. Uh, under that, F- the FTC sent consent decree and EU orders or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't affect me anymore. I don't have that app on my phone. So no, no, yeah. But do that's you have iMessage? Strictly, that's a strictly browser, uh, yeah. uh, material for me. Yes, I do have iMessage. I'm a, i am I got a fruit
1: phone. I got an Apple phone. Because uh, this was something you were talking about, right? The UK is going to, uh, they're not going to demand Apple to break the end-to-end encryption yeah. on iMessage? That was so Jason, Yeah, this was, I yeah, Just this Jason, was something that
0: was, so the UK has been looking at uh, kind of a broad-based, uh, a broad-based l- legislative package that right. was going to affect a lot of different uh, digital services. And uh, uh, they were talking about including as part of that, basically forcing providers uh, like Google, like Apple, probably like WhatsApp uh, yeah. and uh, uh, places Signal. like that to, mm-hmm. yeah, to include e- if you have a service that is end to end encrypted, you need to include a way to basically not be end to end encrypted so that mm-hmm. you know, they, they invoke the trope that the governments always invoke, which is so that we can catch the bad guys so that we can stop terrorists so that we can All catch right. people who are peddling in child sexual abuse material <laughs> Uh, Which, like, great, good motivation. I have trouble believing governments when they say that that's their motivation, because that's the benign motivation. But there's also pretty often malignant motivations that are lurking beneath the surface, unnamed by the government, but named by, you know, conspiracy people like me. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy person. I don't Uh, think it's
1: a conspiracy. I I agree. I mean, I think it's true. And you can usually tell by how, especially in the United States, but with this one in the UK as well, how they name the bill like the more oh how could you go against this the more like i su- i suspect that this is some some nonsense so this one is called the online safety bill right which i feel like yeah. what are you against online safety you don't want to be safe yeah. online
2: <laughs> what's wrong with
1: yeah. you i i so i'm
2: betraying my public defender roots uh like they're absolutely they are actually right um about like end-to-end encryption that actually is going to be a problem for enforcing, for stopping the midstream. Like the fact that child sexual material has to go through a midstream thing that is not encrypted is how they catch a lot of these people. And I've seen people say like this is that, and America has been talking about doing this as well, like requiring some way to eliminate, to intercept the encryption, to make it unencrypted so that law enforcement can do it. And people have said, but, what, like, imagine you know, imagine somebody puts their stuff in a safe. like you'd be, it would be in the same situation. I've heard people say that. The thing is, you can get a warrant for a safe. You can get a right. warrant to go blow up a safe. Um, right. even though that's destructive and extreme and all all that, you can still do it. That's it. I'm not gonna say like, it's. It would be good to eliminate end-to-end encryption. There's a lot of very valid reasons, obviously, to have an end-to-end encrypted thing, and a lot of very valid concerns that that the ability to just unencrypt something uh, could be pro- a problem uh, from bad right. actors. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's a legit concern. Sure. Whether I get or the not guess. they like. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I get yeah. the concern.
1: My my. I, I may like I've, I've never been a public defender i don't know anything about any of this so i you may have an answer for me that'll come back immediately um it seems like a lot of people are getting caught for uh having like child sexual abuse material and like it's like it seems like they're getting caught even with the encrypted stuff so my well, yeah. my concern is like to what extent is it concern trolling that um they're getting away with it because of the encryption like are there a lot of people who you know we we're dead to rights we know you have it on that phone but like you just won't type in your code and so that, that's it he goes free is that happening i know you don't know off the top well, of your head but they, like
2: i'm sure the thing i'm sure that people are getting away with it uh because of end-to-end encryption because the everybody that's not end-to-end encrypted is a mandatory reporter and also monitors a lot of them mo- at least they're supposed to be monitoring the content
1: Um, and having which Apple just backed down from doing, they were going to do that. Remember they're gonna do that with photos. All the, uh, everybody's photo library. They backed down from that.
2: And so like, I, I'm not sure what the encryption thing, I don't know, because like you, the fact that let's, let's say you're a distributor. I'm trying to think this out live, uh, like trying to think if you're a distributor and you're sending stuff out and it's ended and ended and encrypted, and your end destroyed the messages once they were sent. Right. Um, you know, you'd, ha- and you don't know what that other end is from that end. Right. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm like imagining situations for how, how that would work about how you would have enough probable cause to actually get that message unencrypted, but not be able to do anything about it without uh, eliminating the end to end encryption. So, um,
0: right. It seems to me like, uh, we are this whole this whole uh, cry against end to end encryption is predicated on the fact that we need to be able to catch this stuff while it's in flight. Right. There are there are encryptions that are encrypted at rest, encrypted in flight, and right. uh, they're they're different, but they're similar. And I it feels like what we're really talking about here and what they're attacking here is in you know, iMessage is stuff that's encrypted in flight while it's traveling mm-hmm. from one user to the next. And for that stuff, like there are other ways to catch bad guys other than catching their bad stuff as it's moving from one person to the next. As it turns out, a lot of times, bad guys are pretty stupid. uh, Or maybe not stupid, but they make other mistakes that cause them to get caught. Now, might we be losing valuable evidence by... Uh, not being able to go get their stuff that's kind of in flight encrypted. Sure, yeah, probably we're losing valuable evidence there. But also, there's a competing concern of, hey, I don't really want people to see the messages that I send my wife or that my wife sends to me, and like, right. I don't want people to, I, I don't want the. Uh, defense in a case where I'm suing a company for sexual harassment or race discrimination. I don't want them to be able to send an an enterprising hacker to intercept the messages that I might be exchanging with that person. And so like, there are virtues to end to end encryption. And I think that we can probably count on bad guys to be stupid and get caught other ways. And it's an unpopular opinion, but Apple had what seemed to me to be a pretty ingenious uh, way of addressing this, which was basically taking like this database of known child sexual abuse material. Like it's
1: CSAM, right? Child sexual yeah. yeah. C- C- CSAM database, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they had this database that was from like the only organization in the United States that is trusted to have and evaluate and like know what this material is that creates this database. And uh, they were going to compare not the stuff, m- maybe it was the stuff that was in flight in iMessage, but I think it was more geared towards like, hey, everybody backs up their iPhone. That's uh, what it was. Yeah. Why don't we compare the contents of that encrypted end-to-end backup uh, you know on your device, we will compare that, uh, that database to the content that you're backing up to our servers that we can't look at we don't have the key it's encrypted uh, but you know we can compare it against this thing and it'll raise a flag if right. uh if it starts to uh, compare favorably unfavorably probably however you want to describe it if it right if it flags a match to this database like that's it's not a perfect solution. It's fairly elegant. And they got beat up on it because uh, people were kind of nimbying the whole thing, not in my backyard, uh, saying, like, it's, don't, don't use my own device against
1: me. But, like, yeah. you know what? If you have this stuff on your device,
0: uh, I, you should have your device used against you. Uh, Absolutely. But- it's,
1: it's an interesting, that was an interesting um, approach, too, because what they were doing was that that database is a known database of known material. And so my understanding from reading about this particular thing is that it, within these circles of these people who are sending these sorts of messages <laughs> around, there is material that is common material that is like, um, you know, this isn't something that this individual person created. This is like part of the larger universe of, of this sort of stuff. And so there's a known database of hashed um, images and mm. I assume videos. But a hash is just basically like reduce a a photo or any piece of data to a string of basically random characters. But those random characters, um, should be reproducible if you were to take another copy of this picture and hash it as well. So you would be able to compare the hashes without actually comparing the photos or the videos or whatever. But the weird thing to me that is always weird in all these, these sorts of situations is that the, the system was, uh, it would need, I think two flags before then it would be kicked up to a, um, a f- actual human being who would look to, to see if there seemed to be a match. Right, That is very strange to me. That is um, high on my list of worst jobs in the world, yeah. right? In terms of what mm-hmm. you're doing, you're sitting around. And it's also an interesting thing. It's the same thing with this database of this material, how that works. Like, I really don't know anything about this in terms of how they are sort of given the license to have this library of this material and to be comparing it to like, why is that not a governmental entity?
0: Yeah. No. Right. Somebody's got to do it. I guess if, we, yeah, if, right. if 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 we want this to be done, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. 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 Well. Okay. All right. That's Sad. a that's a terrible and dark <laughs> note to, to <laughs> move on to. So yes. I don't know. Can, can we, <laughs> you guys like video talking games? About, yeah. You guys want to talk about baseball for a minute before we move I, on? <laughs> I have
2: I have a transition. I okay. Good. have Like a go. topic to transition to totally unrelated, which is y'all y'all may remember I got fiber in my house. Right. Mazel Tov! Uh, like a, mm-hmm. a month ago or two, two months ago, like
1: bran uh, and uh, um, that kind of fiber, right? You've been yeah. home, you've been eating a lot more. God,
2: total, yeah. He's right. been total, very regular. Total, yeah. Uh, so we got it installed two months ago. It's been it's been good, and then it went down on Friday, or and it went down in a weird way, which is it was still pulling Google Photos, but nothing seemed to be working, and my computer still thought I was online, but everybody. Hmm. On my community Facebook group was like "Wow's down, Wow's down." People in in Pinellas County, which is two hours away, an hour and a half away, were saying "Wow's down." Wow being my internet provider, and so there's clearly a problem. I right. called, I called them, I chatted them, and they were like, uh, first they were like, "There's no problem," and then they were like, "Okay, it appears to be an outage." Don't hear anything. I still haven't heard anything from them. And it's a week later hmm. uh, and it was get down get back for two, for two days. Here's <laughs> the thing. It was down online? for two days. Did I get back <laughs> online? How I right. got back online was I had, I, I homebrewed this thing. I figured it was the DNS because it didn't make sure. sense because it said it was an online. The in- right. online light was on and I changed the DNS servers on my router. To the Google public DNS servers of 8.8.8 and 8.4.4. Right. Uh, Right. 8.8.4.4. And it worked. So the internet was online the whole time. They never told anybody that. And it was two days long. They never explained it. And their phone line was literally busy. Anyway. Did you go
1: on your Facebook group and like you were like the guy who invented insulin and ran around giving all the kids who were in the diabetic comas the insulin? And they woke up. Yeah. Did you tell everybody? And their computers I, I, came online. I
2: edited the the thing to say to say it. I think that some people did did fix it. Somebody else was also there talking about this, and he was like, he started talking about Cloudflare, and he's like, use
1: Cloudflare servers, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't one, care. I enough. think it's one one dot one dot one or whatever. Yeah, they do some like ad filtering and stuff, but Google works to yeah. back in the day you know what we used to do is we would have the ip address of yahoo.com written down on a post-it on your monitor <laughs> so when you didn't have the internet and you went to ping something you could ping an actual ip because back then yahoo was like the thing that like that will always be online that'll never go down yeah. so you would ping huh. that ip to see if you were still online and it was just a dns issue that was a lot more common back then i have not heard of that in a very long time hmm. yeah
2: anyway i just wanted to relay this like you know Mid to mid, I m- small ISP problems slash mm. homebrew solution. I but you have
1: fiber, and and that did that make uh, downloading Starfield uh, work really quickly? Did that just fly I, right down to your Xbox, download,
2: bro? I have not downloaded Starfield. Oh my god. Um, no, onto recommendations. You know what I shame. did download. No. Here, here's the thing Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate 3, massive, massive game RPG. You're you're going around. You're exploring. You're picking stuff up. It's a it's a giant honker of a meal. And after that, I was like, I don't want to go have a giant honker of a meal again. As Starfield, mm. I want to go. Um, I want to go play something really like brisk and like pulse pounding. Something the exact opposite of Bulger's Great Three, which is this turn based thing. So I I bought a Armored Core Six which is a mech game made by the same people that do Dark Souls and Sekiro and all that, which are famous for extreme difficulty. And this is like the most opposite of Baldur's Gate 3 game I could imagine, which is Baldur's Gate 3, slow, turn-based. Everybody's a friend. It's all very friendly. It's very communal. It's all about the people around you. And, you know, you got all the time in the world to think about your combat decisions. I bought Armored Core 6, a mech game, which is all about uh, isolation. You wake up, you are an augmented human named 621. Everybody calls you a different name because they don't care who you are. You never see anybody's face. Uh, And then the fights are like, are like missile, dodge, 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 missile, big laser, big laser, move, uh, shoot, shoot rockets, shoot rockets, shoot gun. And it's like, the fat and the music is like this driving drum and bass electronic. Like it's like I, I equivalent to exercising Baldur's gate is like running a marathon or exercise bike for hours. And this is like doing extreme high intensity hit stuff where it's just like, I couldn't play if I did this for like two hours, throw up after
0: every game.
1: Yeah. If I (laughs) I did this for two hours in a row,
2: I'd have to go lay down.
0: Um, (laughs) So it was like, a little uh, Baldur's Gate palette cleanser. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I beat the second to last boss last night. And after like t- trying for two hours and I went like, yeah. And my wife was like, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm ecstatic. Anyway.
1: Yeah. That's my recommendation. Okay. Armored core six. If you. Armored core uh, six. Yeah. Rubicon something or other. I saw yeah, it. Right? Fires of Rubicon. Fires it's, of uh, Rubicon.
2: It's the first Armored Core game in like 14 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I've played I, a little bit of Starfield because I, expe- I was trying to, I was doing homework here. I thought you guys were going to play <laughs> you, it. You talked yeah. about it. You were so trying to follow the it
2: gamer trends.
1: and play it. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be on top of this one. It, I, I don't have much to say about it. It's one of those games that, like I can tell I won't have an opinion on until like hour 10. And by then it's yeah. too late and you have to just kind of keep going. I'm still in the like figuring out what you're doing stage, and everything is boring. Hmm. But it looks cool. It seems interesting. Um, Reviews look good, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a Bethesda Bethesda game.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: which
1: are lovable, lovable
0: games. The Fallout series, just Chef's Kiss, Grade A. The Elder Scrolls series, very very reputable, super acclaimed, like. I think they've released like a game of the year edition every year for 20 years for Elder Scrolls <laughs> <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, so Skyrim. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I think the yeah.
1: online one is still going. Is still going, right? Like there's still, yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's like a different years kind of thing. Uh,
2: yeah. Skyrim was, or Oblivion, uh, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion was one of my favorite, like one of my favorite games ever. Mm. Uh, and Fallout 3 also, obviously there were sequels after that. Yeah. Uh, I played Skyrim, for, I want to say, 90 hours during finals week of my 1L year. That was um, bad judgment. My first 1L semester. Those are the best grades I ever got in law school. Oh, really? <laughs> so I should have done that for my
1: all the other semesters, but instead I studied harder. So, yeah. whoops. Yeah, I did worse when I studied harder, too. Hmm. Once I stopped caring, I did much better. Funny how yeah. that works.
0: Yeah. Hold the fish loosely yeah Uh, my recommendation is not a video game it is if you have children expose them to uh, older music Uh, in particular uh, bad music from the 80s and 90s Uh, my three-year-old is currently wandering around grocery stores target uh, we got a regional target like store here called meyer uh, and he is uh, just randomly belting out step by step ooh baby <laughs> and oh like to gosh. hear it from a three you're gonna get to your girl oh like i thought to hear that hear it was from
1: a, i thought that was the sitcom i the thought sitcom it was that too so. oh no, yeah. no 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 it's new was kids on the block by step day by day no step by step was the name of step by uh, the, step was the name of the show yeah 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 oh. susan um, <laughs> something Summers, oh
0: God, okay. uh, Suzanne Summers, yeah, I think was she was Suzanne in it. Summers, yes, yes, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Boy, that's a deep cut. Uh, but like, expose your kids to old music, uh, Michael Jackson from the 1980s <laughs> and 90s. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in but, there, and uh, it's good for some fun if you want to hear a three-year-old belt out <laughs> at a at a. I don't know. What do you call a Walmart type store? Like a, a super, if you want to hear a him belt out at a store. store, yeah, a big box store, yeah, uh, yeah, belt out a random song from your childhood. That that's good fun. My, my son
2: generally does not have opinions on music that he expresses to me at least, but I played, um, I disappear by Metallica from the mission impossible mm-hmm. Two soundtrack. Um, and he was like, he was like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he, was he asked me to please stop. And I'm like, I do you guys know that song?
1: Nope. I really. kind to do. From then, when you said it, it, it sort of like hit something in my brain.
2: Yeah. So I don't know why to me, like if you if you were to ask me to name like four Metallica songs, this would be in there, even though yeah. nobody else seems to remember this song at all. Yeah. No, um, I didn't
1: until you said it, but now I do. Yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh So
1: I... Anyway, well, in
2: terms uh, of music, not popular with five-year five-year-olds. At least my five-year-old.
1: No. I would imagine Metallica is not a huge hit with the the under the the Gen Z, no. Gen. What are they now? Gen Alpha, whatever. Um, people we have to listen to because we just lost them are the, uh, the Smash Mouth lead singer. That's right. He's walking on the sun now. Rest in peace. He is the all-star. I'm not going to listen to that song. And Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Th- those up. are the two. Yeah. Sad. And then we could listen to Can this they? song. The non Supreme Court barbecue. Cheese and
0: yeah. in paradise. Oh, mercy. 17.